0: So welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Mover Podcasts. Um, we're excited to have with us today one of Orange County's most successful real estate agents, Jennifer Paltel of Gen for Homes. So, Jen, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: And and, uh, I know things are very busy in the world of real estate these days, and we do have a lot of questions, but I'd like to start with just a little bit about yourself and more about how did you end up getting into real estate?
1: Well, it was kind of a fluke, actually. Um, I certainly didn't think when I was a young girl, that oh, now I'm going to be a real estate agent. Um, That never entered my mind. But I moved to California from New York City, grew up in the Midwest and had Uh gone to New York City and then moved to California and had always been in corporate uh, for business. And when I came to California, I could not find the same type of employment that I had in New York. So the fluke comes along with seeing an ad um, about real estate Uh and looking for new agents and, you know, come here, our little nice talk and uh, et cetera. So I went one evening and for about an hour and a half, listened to whatever it was. And there were two things I took away from it. One was three words, explosion of cash. (laughs) And the other one, the other phrase was, um, when you get started, be prepared for about six months to be able to support yourself. Before you're doing business. Oh, that's right? interesting. That's interesting. So I thought, okay, maybe this is the thing. So mm-hmm. off I go, jump in, sign up, start mm-hmm. studying, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, both of those things turned out to be long-term results. The explosion of cash yep. <laughs> doesn't happen right away. Yes. And the six months, I tell people, you better think about two years. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, off, off I went and got involved. And actually in corporate, one of my main uh, focus and things that I did was um, event planning. Yep. And when I look now at what I'm doing in real estate, it is event planning. So, so it, event- requires, it requires all the detail. It requires the planning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's somewhat the same.
0: That's very interesting. And so when you were in event planning, you said in you did that in New York a bit, correct?
1: Yes, at the corporate level. So, okay. you know, client client events, client trips, client dinners, lunches, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera.
0: So, and now with real estate, the event planning is, okay, I'm selling my home, but there's all these other things that go with it.
1: Right. The event is the buy or the sell. Mm-hmm. And, but we have to, I say to people, I say, um, are you planning to move? Do you have a plan? Yep. Because it requires a plan. And so you start at the beginning with what you want to achieve and where you might want to go and what is your budget and what is the timing, the dates. Mm -hmm. And then we start working on all the details. How is that going to happen to achieve that goal?
0: And then organizing the plan.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting. And at the beginning of your career, then, was it challenging being in a woman as a woman in real estate? Was it common or how, how was well, it in the beginning? Well,
1: actually, I think um, statistics show that there's more women in real estate than men. Interesting. Um, it's, it's always been something, I think a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of detail.
0: Mhm.
1: And women get into detail, men get into bullet points. And yep. um you will then see teams male and female. Yep. And the men are handling the bullet points and the women are handling the details in most yes. cases.
0: Okay. Yep, yep.
1: Um so the challenge I found wasn't so much being the woman um mm-hmm. but like every other profession, you know, that it, it has its it has its thing about it but um it is more just just about being able to connect to people right
0: and were you part of a team in the early days
1: no no i started out on my on my own um my husband way. my husband worked with me behind the scenes so yep. he was the yep. he was the the website he managed the computer he managed the design of flyers uh-huh. he put in the signs he did all those those things, and I just had to shoot out to see the customer. Mm.
0: So in the, which is pretty interesting, in the last five years, have you noticed, has it, have there been any significant changes in that regard, or has it stayed much the same throughout your career there?
1: Well, the thing I think, the one thing that remains the same always is you are dealing with people, and you are dealing with people on a very personal level. Uh-huh. And you are dealing people with people in their lives, uh-huh. all right? How they live their life, where yep. they live their life, it was yep. very personal. On the other hand, what technology has done in the almost 25 years that I've been in the business, starting uh-huh. with moving from photography using film to digital, was huge. Uh-huh. Um, moving from presenting offers in person to using a fax machine uh-huh. was a big deal. <laughs> wow! Um, going to online forms, so you didn't have three-part carbon to uh-huh. sit there and fill out and hand everybody a copy no one could read.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, etc. And of course, now in the last five years or so, the, the technology of all of the online, um, not only what we can do with, with the forms and the e-signing, but the photography and what you can show about a home online. So that's, know, that's been the biggest,
0: this. so the technology sounds like in the last five years to have been the biggest change, game yes. changer here. Yes. And do you think that's leveled the playing field a bit with people able to come in easier for people to come in or has it just it's just made it quicker to get things done?
1: Are Are you talking about people to come into the business or people to come yes. into the transaction?
0: No, people into coming the, into the business, entering the real estate business.
1: Well, you know, again, it's a people business. It's all about who you know. Yep. And whether you know them through technology or you know them because they're your neighbor or your relative mm. or whoever, yep. it is about your sphere. Yep. And um, and then you have to move outside of that sphere to continue on. And yes. so it's it's all about how you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah the so technology. That, the
0: technology's made it way is more transaction oriented. Then in, yes, in it's it's a tool.
1: Technology yeah. is a fabulous tool, mm-hmm. but but you cannot take away what it means to be with that person. And right. you know, people are texting. I mean, we went from emails yes. communication to texting taking over from emails,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then maybe the social media. And people think that's the way they want to always communicate. Well, there are issues and things to deal with. You can't do it in a text. You can't even do it in an email. You need to speak. And particularly during what we've just been through with the virus and Mm -hmm. being locked down, two things have come to the forefront, which is using the telephone Mm -hmm. and going to the mailbox.
0: (laughs) The mailbox is back. huh?
1: The mailbox is back. And so is actually speaking on the phone.
0: Ah, that's a bit scary. <laughs>
1: so that's that's from my perspective. Yeah, okay. that's,
0: that's pretty cool. So you over these this time, and we've talked changes going on. You would have come across, and you've seen a lot of changes with the technology and the way real estate's gone. But I imagine you've met a lot of interesting people in uh, your, your time selling real estates, in real estate and all of this in uh, all the time i believe you've been in uh, southern orange county correct yes and so yes could you tell us about are, are there any sort of challenging situations that you've had or interesting people that would come to mind in your Times without it. you don't have to mention their names, obviously, but anything interesting that just sort of stands out in some of the situations of being a real estate in southern uh, a real estate agent, the high profile real estate agent in southern Orange County?
1: Well, I believe being in California, number one, gives us a, um, exposure right. to a big mix of people. So I have worked with people from all over the world. Who yes. are here living? Okay, um, which I find totally fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I have learned so much doing real estate about behavior, human behavior, how we think, how we feel, etc., mm-hmm. and realized that I need to come out from behind my eyes to deal with whichever client I'm dealing with, because my perspective on the situation with my knowledge of the real estate process can be totally different from the client I'm working with in how they look at the information, how they feel about um, negotiating or problems, how do they handle it, you et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I cannot just sit, like I say, with my set of eyes and deal with that. I have to come out from behind that and look at it from their perspective so we can get through the transaction.
0: So there's the getting it from their perspective and their perspective is going to vary depending on where their their background comes from. Is that? Yes. And, and you say you've, you've, with California people coming from all over the world, where do you see, where have you seen in terms of locations in your experience with these people? What, what countries are they all come from? Everywhere? Or is there any in particular that stand out?
1: No, not any particular. I've been, you know, whether it's from, um, from Asia or from Europe, from Canada, from Mexico, South America, you know, um, I, I have encountered people from all over. Um, and it's, it's a, this is a business that, again, I'm going to stress, it's the personal business and it's establishing a trust Mm -hmm. with whatever client that you're working with and being able to understand who they are so that, you know, you can establish that trust to go forward and help them in the transaction. Right, right. And when...
0: So when they're coming from these uh, locations all over the world, are they typically buying the property and holding it as a rental property and going back to their homeland? Or are they actually? do you see it where they're actually moving into that location?
1: Well, with my experience and the business that I do, I'm working with people that are living here. Yeah. I haven't worked with a lot of international or coming in, buying the place and, like you say, then, then going right. back. Right. Um, so it, it is all been with people who are, you know, residents of the United States or, right. you know, etc. cetera. Come okay. from overseas. Now they might residency. be buying it. They might be buying it as an investment to hold as an investment property. Yes. But they are living here. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they're from other countries and they've established yes. US residency and then they've decided yes. we're going to b- buy in California and all your time in Southern Orange County. Is that correct? You haven't, you, with your real estate, you want to be, you, people talk about this as probably an interesting thing is that kind of key to stay within the one location, right? you focused yes. on that Southern California region, sorry, sorry, Southern Orange County region of
1: California. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's where I live. Um, yeah. That's what I know. Um, mm-hmm. To go to, to go do transactions in L.A. County is different than Orange County. To go yeah. up to San Francisco, up in you know the counties in the north, it's it's all different, even though we're in the same state. Yes. Um, and so, for me, giving service to a client. Mm-hmm. When I am a stranger to San Francisco, I'm going to refer that client. I'm not going to try to do their deal, not knowing what the county and and, yes. and all those regulations are that are different from down here. Yes, yes. Well, that's good.
0: That's very good. So what about uh, during these, these sales and these, all these inter- some interesting people, I'd imagine coming from different parts of the globe with different backgrounds and different parts of the country. Um, Are there any mishaps or things that happened that stand out that you were able to overcome and then find a way through or but that would just stand out as well? This was a bit of a catastrophe, but we were able to save the day.
1: Well, and to save the day, that is the reason people should work with a real estate agent Mm -hmm. in a transaction. Because there is going to be something in every transaction that's going to raise its head somewhere. And every client in the transaction is going to have a certain trigger Mm -hmm. at some point. So when you understand those two things are going to occur, Mm -hmm. you need to work... um, you know, to get everyone to the end result, and you have to enlist escrow and title and the lender and the client and the other agent, etc. It has to be a full team event. To right. Get there. I, I will say one of my. I always think of it as one of my most outstanding, maybe outstanding is the wrong word, interesting uh, transactions. And I'll I'll keep it simple, I was the female listing agent, my client was male, the buyer was male, and the buyer's agent was male. And on top of that, all the males were international. <laughs> so, so I said, well, maybe I should go to Washington and be in the diplomatic service. <laughs> After that <laughs> transaction, so you had, but, but it all it all worked very well. So, <laughs> well, but that was very yeah, interesting. But it,
0: but it would have been some experience with all that. A lot of yeah, a lot of male male uh, clients around then.
1: Well, it, but it was it was because of each one being a different from a different place internationally. It's yeah. that perspective then coming into it also and so yeah. that's what made it very interesting yeah. and intriguing
0: yeah but, you had, but you had, had it but we got through it united nations
1: yes yes we well but it, was, it was we you know we and that's what we find here in california i mean when i work with other different player agents and our lenders, you know and their clients we we are from everywhere
0: yeah yeah that's that's a good very you know, good point which,
1: which is fascinating which is what this country's about really mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, indeed. So, um, really, are there any? Um, there's a fair bit of news, a fair bit in the news, at least in, in here in California, but uh, I think most all over the US, about booming property values. Can you tell us what's happening here?
1: <laughs> well, they are booming. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep it real simple, it's. <laughs> Supply demand, it's low interest rates and very low inventory. All right. High demand. Yes, we, we, you know, and our clients. We Jennifer, you're breaking up.
0: are out there. Can you just check that interest again? I just... very
1: low inventory. Buyers are out there. Can you again?
0: hear me? Yeah, we lost you for a little bit then. So you might want to just go back on that one. All right, we can lost you hear us. me now? Yeah, this is much better. I think it was something to do with the... I oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No worries. So can you go back just go start start from scratch a little bit on that one the booming the property values is booming is some word but it's a supply and demand and we lost you at about It's, it's supply and, and demand,
1: demand. Um, and and it's it's not set to change much so buyers need to understand that it is the sellers market because there's lack of inventory, sellers need to understand when they do come out. It mm-hmm. does have to be priced right. Yes. Or it will not sell. Buyers are very astute. Buyers are, buyers are very sophisticated now with everything they, all the information they can come up with online, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And there will be demand for that property when it's priced right. Mm-hmm. Or if you think you're just gonna, you know, test the market we used to say in the old days, Mm -hmm. that's not going to work you're going to sit there
0: right so the property will sit but a property selling above list price generally or is it just when when
1: it's when it's priced correctly what Mm -hmm. i'm finding in my experience number one there's multiple offers going on and then multiple offers do drive the price yes so then you have to be careful is is this what with financing is it going to appraise when they drive it this far is it all cash which doesn't matter to the mm-hmm. you know appraisal etc so there's all kinds of things to take into consideration
0: when with the transactions are you seeing and how do you how do you break it down are they mostly finance transactions or are, are there a, are a high percentage of all cash transactions
1: there's there's a lot of cash well wow. there's been a lot of cash in real estate in my perspective, since about 2012, wow. you know, coming out of the recession, um, it took cash to get us going again. So that was investors. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of cash in real estate, which shows me that people are confident about real estate. When yeah. you're going to put cash into real estate, which then stays static while you yeah. own it.
0: So people um, might be buying with cash and then refinancing afterwards to take advantage um, of the real
1: per, perhaps rates. you know perhaps i don't see it afterwards so i'm yeah. not sure but mm. there's lots of cash
0: yeah very interesting yeah and so the, the 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 values being pushed up the supply could have to do with not a lot of people wanting to sell now as part of the being locked down and being reluctant to uh, have to make a change and then...
1: Well, yes, correct. If, if someone's looking to make a change and stay in the area, mm-hmm. that's when it's tough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because unless you can purchase first, you have to, when you put your home on the market, it's going to sell in a matter of moments almost. Yeah. But then are you going to just go rent until you find what you want? Mm-hmm. Or most people don't want to do that yep so they need to have a clear understanding of where they're going. We are seeing a lot of um transactions that say contingent on sellers' purchase mm-hmm. finding a replacement property to help with that situation mm-hmm. um, and when buyers like the property, they agree to that with a time frame but that's that 's the sticky part for sellers, so mm-hmm. people i 'm working with are sellers that have you know, have that in place. Either they're moving out of the area, they're moving into senior, they're downsizing, they're going to family or they've purchased the house or, 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 but it's something specific as opposed to just the thought of let's move.
0: Yeah. Okay. So with the something specific they've already, in most cases, would you say they've already purchased that uh, replacement property before selling
1: not always, because that's that's a financial situation that mm-hmm. some people can do and some can't. Right. So, um, but it is part of the plan when we, you know, yeah. planning to move, do you have a plan that we put in place so that you can achieve what you want to achieve?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and then low interest rates having a bit to do with that.
1: Oh, so it's my, a bit- my goodness. Yeah. The interest rates are unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And so
1: purchasing purchasing high now with these very low interest rates,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're doing better than the reverse. Higher interest rates, even though the price is lower.
0: Okay. So if the prices was to drop even ten percent, if the interest rates were at six percent, you would be better oh.
1: Oh, off buying yeah. today. Yes.
0: There you go. There's a huge reason
1: to push that, which is part of the demand that's going on because yeah. the, those very low interest rates then allow you to be in this price range to buy yeah. what's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just this circle that goes around.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a go-around circle, and it just keeps, and no real end in sight for these low interest rates.
1: Well, not not at the moment. Um, you know, when we came into 2020, we came in very strong, January to February. It was going to be a very strong year. Interest rates had lowered somewhat uh, because 2019 interest rates were higher and the market was slower. Mm-hmm. So we came in with gusto. And then all of a sudden the virus and the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of slammed on the brakes for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but people were still in the process of doing something. And some homes were sold without the buyer ever being in it until they received the keys.
0: So
1: that went along. And then um, so our whole seasons, peak seasons were pushed Mm -hmm. um, to basically fall late summer fall. And then we've, you know, taken off again. But by that time, we had all of our procedures in place. You know, we have very strict procedures that we're following with the COVID virus um, and special disclosures, et cetera. And mm-hmm. everyone's now comfortable dealing with that. So.
0: Yeah. And so now the market is operating at full steam. Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What would you suggest for a homeowner that's planning to sell, looking to sell in the next three to six months, what would you
1: suggest they
0: watch out for?
1: We have to watch out for pricing, always. Pricing is number one. What do you mean by pricing?
0: Yeah. Pricing to how, buy how their you, other home price, or pricing?
1: Yeah, how, how you price the home to sell. Okay. Um, when you really want to sell, mm-hmm. then the home needs to be priced correctly according to the market that's happening and according to what you've done with the home, what you offer, what your location is, et cetera. Um, so it's pricing. And again, I come back to my plan. So mm-hmm. if you want to sell in the next three to six months, what happens when you sell it? Okay, now you've got it sold. Now we've, we've got a contract then what are you doing and when are you doing it? And that's yeah. not the time to decide. Yeah. You need to decide now.
0: it in <laughs> advance, yes. Okay. Right.
1: And and are there some things you need to do to the home to, you know, make it better to go on the market? Or is it something that that's not going to be the thing and it's just going to be as is, you know, et cetera. So all of those details mm-hmm. then come into play, but it is all about pricing.
0: Yep. So thinking, considering pricing and you saying priced correctly, evaluate everything properly in order to get, in, in, put the, in order to put the mark, property on the market at a value that's going to attract yes. the most amount of offers, create the, g- generate the greatest amount of interest and get the best price for your home.
1: Correct. And that's how you're going to get the best price.
0: Yep. So what about the last 12 months? What would you say would be some of the most significant changes you've seen in the residential home real, home industry or residential real estate industry during that time?
1: Well, number one, we're going to go back to technology and the advances in technology.
0: In the last so, 12
1: months? Yes. No I bad. mean, Zoom. Yep. So who, who was using Zoom? before march i mean zoom wasn't even using zoom really they had to kick in
0: yeah so So zoom comes along and people are now doing zoom you're doing zoom calls or zoom viewings are you doing zoom viewings of the home
1: i have not done zoom viewing viewings but i know you know technology we've we've got whatever you want to call the virtual open houses the virtual Everything's virtual. The photography yep. has taken off. I mean, we have spectacular photography now that goes on with drones and mm-hmm. 3D and all these things. Increasing, um, an increase in drones over the last 12 months? Um, I think from my perspective as an agent, yes, mm-hmm. increasing in the an drones. An increase drones in are- the
0: use of it, even if they've yes. been around yes. for a while. The increase in the use of it in selling their
1: Because what it offers, particularly in a situation when we're so closed down about trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, see properties, we're not doing, in most cases, open houses. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: see that now as a big fail anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because with everything you can get your hands on on the web and people look at the house, they see the photos, they see everything. And it's either they want to go see that or they don't. Yep. Um, and so people coming to an open house, sometimes it's just an afternoon fling and let's go take a tour and who knows what it is and we'll just tromp through the house. Right. So, um, that's, that's a big change. We've been in e-signing on, you know, online signing of documents. We've been doing that, but now that's even more, uh, involved and intense, I believe. And people are doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's come along. Um,
0: yeah, some really significant changes. Now, I don't imagine even when the virus is done and dusted, so to speak, when that ever should happen, I don't believe we're going to be turning backwards on this. I think it's going to stay this way. Would you agree? I think so, too. Say? Yeah.
1: I think so, too. I think it's more efficient in many ways. Yep, It's nicer for people on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more um, directed at, you know, who's really going to be involved in the process, whether the buyer, the seller, et cetera. People, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're in a real estate transaction, whether you're the buyer or the seller, by the time you're done, yep. you have been so prodded and poked and investigated and looked at and just everything kind of, taken apart about you on both sides whether it's the lender finding out or whether it's the seller with everyone in their home looking poking testing etc you know people have just absolutely had it yeah and so and so i think some of this will can help some of that too
0: yeah that's that's fascinating what great insight i just a quick question here thinking we've talked about a lot about the homeowner What about someone looking to buy a home? Do you have any important tips that you would give someone that's looking to buy a home today in, let's just say Southern Orange County in your marketplace?
1: Okay, first of all, we have to, and I'm going to use a movie line from Cousin Mm Vinny. We have to know what we're going to hunt before we can decide on the pants we're gonna wear, okay? Okay. So, in other words, you need to go talk to a lender unless you have cash. So you need to talk to the lender, get your financing in order Mm -hmm. so you know what you're comfortable with in payments every month, and the price point that's going to take you to. Mm -hmm. When we have the price point, and we know where we can go hunt. Right. Okay. And to spend time looking either above what you're qualified for or under what you're qualified for is only going to bring you um, distress because right. then you will be like, "Oh, this isn't working. I'm not, I'm not doing this." Right. And we don't we don't want that. We want to go hunting for what you want and what you can ideally feel good about affording. And then
0: when you're talking about getting financing, how do we get into, is that also get into the, the, the type of loan that you're willing to take in terms of the percentage of loan to value? Are most people just taking the maximum percentage of loan to value or are people looking at it and saying, you know, I want to think this through and I want to actually, even though interest rates are very low, I don't necessarily want to take a ninety percent loan out on the property.
1: Yeah, and and that's probably a, a question that a lender can probably give you better insight in what he sees when he works with clients, he or she. Yeah. Um. But I know from buyers, they'll say, "Well, they told me I can afford this, but I really don't want to afford that."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. afford this. So type, that's type a good question
0: things. that I got to ask then when a customer comes to you they're looking to buy a home in southern uh, orange county they've they've done this they've got that you've gone into their background would you then re- one of the first things you might do would be refer them to a lender or a mortgage broker
1: always always because to go look at something we want to know that I love this house okay, we know confidently then you can put an offer in. When mm-hmm. you put that offer in, you have to show the financing proof you can buy that home. Mm-hmm. So you should not even be looking without that in your hand.
0: Yeah, that, that, And I don't,
1: know of, I don't know of an agent who's going to take you without that in your hand. Yeah. Not, okay, because it doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense to the seller or to yourself as the buyer. No. To do it the other well, you know, I have good credit and um, my job I've been at forever, so I'll be able to do this. Yeah. Okay, let's let's speak to the lender yep. and get it all clarified so you can tell the seller here I am and I can do this.
0: Yeah, fascinating, fascinating interview, Jennifer. This has been. Great to hear all this a real insight going deep down into your background and what people are having to really think about today and where the market's going so uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on and um, uh, taking the time on a, on our program and but also I guess one before we go, I will say to all, of, all our guests, please subscribe to our podcast by finding us on Instagram at Inc. that's M-U-V-A-I-N-C. But also, uh, if you want to reach out to Jen Paltall, uh, Jen4Homes at cox.net, C-O-X dot N-E-T, Jen, the number four, H-O-M-E-S, at cox.net. Until then, um, uh, Thanks for tuning in. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the program.
1: Thank you, Andrew, for thinking of me and including me. I enjoyed it very much. (laughs) My
0: pleasure. Okay,
1: until then, everybody, keep moving.